Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. Today is an exciting day. Now, thank you for joining the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. Today's episode is going to be different than every other episode that we've done so far or that we've exchanged in if you're listening and I'm talking here. The last few episodes that we've talked about is you naming and the cornerstone. And all of those are kind of centered around bringing the life of your architecture out through the mental construct that we make. I was just listening to somebody talk about names today, and they were saying a name is just a method for us to understand our vessel. Like, it's just something that's made up. It's not like, like, I do think that there's spiritual significance to our name, but it's still something that's made up. People can apply to change their name. Someone else might change somebody's name. There's different things that happen with our names when you get married, you may change your name. It's something that's given to us. It's there, there's a story behind that name, a meaning, whether it's a dictionary meaning or the meaning of their life, right? So all of this last few episodes is trying to draw out and providing a means to draw out architectural DNA out of your life. So your life consists of all these different things that you've done, that you're doing, that you're thinking, that you're acting upon, your feelings, and then the future is determined by the way all those things kind of coalesce right now, and your present is also made by those things as well. And what we're doing is giving architectural life because we're building something out of those things in your life. And you are also going to work with an architect to design a house, but this is for someone whose story is valuing working with someone who's profession in life and their, one of their main goals in life is telling people's story through space, through material, and having that being occupied by someone through time. And hopefully that's you. <laughs> that's why you're listening. Or if it's not you, hope you enjoy listening to it today. So I um, talked about all those things and I'm going to give you, this is going to be so, I believe, to me it's off from all the different things I've talked to you other than that it relates to your architectural DNA and the way your architect is working with you. So one of the things that I think is very important, as I've stated today, is the story behind your house, the story behind whatever architectural project you're doing. I'm also working on a, a real estate office right now, and the owner sees themselves as the facilitator for, like, I think it's like, 200 agents or something. And they want their space to be this hub for them to care for and raise up and send out agents to provide the best real estate service for people that they can and help people to get into homes and other things that they need to do real estate transactions for. And I really like that. So the more I've gotten to know him, I know how to tell his story through this space. And I'm trying to draw that out. And the same thing with people's homes. Like I've, I've talked, you know, last week about the couple who they wants to be in nature but not confined. The other one wants to view nature and from the inside but wants a lot of views. And so they're 
trying to mitigate between them how we design this house. And it's been a great process. And I really like what it's doing to the architecture. So with that said, I've very always been fascinated by narrative and by story and communicating a, a story arc about anything, but in architecture specifically about this architectural journey you're on. And my best friend is an artist and he's worked for all the big companies doing artwork for them, all the you know, um, graphic novel, comic companies and stuff doing art for them. And I've always been so fascinated by his stuff. I collect everything that, that he makes. I have a lot of original stuff that he's made and it's just totally fascinating person. I grew up just listening to all the stories he was writing too. So I think that built in the love of story, just seeing him come up with all that stuff. And I was still in the making realm Right. I went into architecture school and stuff like that. And it was rubbing off on me. And Loritza, my wife, who's my business partner, and I were on a business trip out to Las Vegas for a project. And she had said something to me, I think, right before we left. And she's like, if you're so fascinated by stories and transformation, and I was always like drawing stuff related to like his stories are ones that I liked when I had like free time. And I totally got her statement wrong, but she's like, why not apply that to yourself? And this like light bulb went off in my head and I started going back through my life and thinking about different narrative moments and stuff like that that were meaningful to me in my, a lot of it was in, like explicitly my design career that time and how I might be able to apply that to people. I was like, well, I'm telling people's story, but every character in a story also has their own intersection with it. Now, you may not know as much about it. Like, I definitely believe I want everybody to see my clients in their space. I want people to see themselves in their space, but I'm still an intersection. And uh, I don't want to say I always watch out. I'm an intersection. There's a point of intersection. There's a trajectory of our paths for a time in each other's lives. And so I was like, if I'm intentional about my story, then I believe that that would enhance something that my clients will receive in bringing it to the table. And I like to be a little cheeky in the way that I think about design. And minimalism has been a huge joy for me to design from that architectural vein. And that really started in school. In school, you're learning about all these different designs. One semester, this is just something that stuck with me. One semester, there is me, Jen, Linda, and one other guy. And um, we were all talking about different things. And we brought up how funny it would be. We're like, so a crenellation are these pieces of castles that were used mainly they look very decorative, but they're more military related. And we were joking about how every minimalist building is basically just, you know, when you draw an elevation of it in class, you're just drawing like three rectangles and like shading it. And so we went and found some famous minimalist architects and we photoshopped crenellations. Very good. I'm not kidding. Like it looked very convincing on the buildings and we emailed it to them. And, you know, I'm like 19 and I just think it's like the funniest thing in the world because Looking at these minimalist buildings, as soon as you put the crenellations on them, it turns crazy. And so we also took a bunch of famous architecture buildings and turned them into these robots. It was one robot, but it was made of like four famous buildings from the time. Emailed it to a Spanish, different magazines, and a Spanish magazine picked up on it and it got published in this uh, Spanish magazine. And 
I, all those things in my head were kind of like starting to brew these stories because as a minimalist, I like everything and I appreciate everything that everybody does. Like I actually love crenellations. And if you look at my house, it's very minimalist, but in a sneaky way, it is a slight reference to crenellation in the way the roof deck on our house works in a minimalist way. And one of my favorite parts about our house was the side elevation of our house definitely looks like a big robot head. And I didn't tell him this, but my buddy Chris made a shirt while we were under construction of just the robot head diagram of our house. And so that was, you know, years. I mean, that was like so long ago, but I always just had these like little playful things that I would think about when I'm designing the buildings to kind of narrate how I was achieving the minimalism or what I was doing or what story I was doing architecturally to fight against something else to make that a reality or to achieve the design goal or design intent. But that's not really something that I share with people. That's like internal to me. It's like a joy that I like. I like like uh, cartoons or j just anything that has to do with like a goal. Like I love dancing breakdancing, ballroom dancing, hockey, anything that I feel like is like there's a beginning to it and you're doing it and you're starting it and then there's like an end or there's like a goal or you've practiced something, you've got there. And so for me, that was part of it was like this idea of telling the story. And so back to the Las Vegas trip. So we're going to Las Vegas and I'm on the airplane. I think Loritza's asleep and I have my sketch pad there. My mole, at that time I still had a moleskin. Now I use a Remarkable 2, which is my favorite thing, I think, on the planet. And I started drawing these characters and I was like, well, what if there was like a way to conceptualize what we're doing in some characters? So I drew two characters and I called them Yoshi and Miel. And um, if you know me at all, I call my wife Miel, which is honey in Spanish. But I just always thought it was cute. So that's what I call her at home or on the phone or whatever. That's how I refer to her. And then Yoshi is short for Yokanan, which is a version of Jonathan. And every male in my family for forever has some sort of the word John in it. So I thought it'd be fitting to like kind of do that with these characters. So it was just fun. And I drew them. And then that kind of became like a little break thing for me. So if you were following me on Instagram, I would do a little different pixel animation that was just 60 tall. And what I liked about it is it was also a practice in minimalism. It's a minimal number of frames, a minimal number of pixels to communicate emotion or a human expression through this figure. And so I liked that because it was just kind of like minimalist exercising. Well, at the same time, I was working on another portfolio to kind of catalog, I would call the first wave of our company once we were incorporated and the file was like five gigs and it was so many pages and so many images and I was like well all this stuff is on Instagram I just want to be able to show people or raise awareness about an idea and, and I don't mean like social awareness or something but just like come up with creativity for people to experience architecture in a different way and so I was like what if I did minimalist versions of all my clients' buildings. So, you know, each file is hundreds of gigabytes. So I was like, what if I try to express them in the smallest way possible? And then I found out, to me, like, the Nintendo Game Boy is a complete masterpiece of technology 
and computation. And I was like, well, that's the smallest to me communicable screen pixel size that can still mean something diverse. And I, I think that's probably why they, one of the reasons they picked it as well. And so I started drawing all of my projects in the resolution of the Nintendo Game Boy. So I think you can see where this is going. I decided to try to encapsulate the idea of our company in the game. I was like, well, am I just going to have people flip through pictures? I'm like, no, of course it's going to be the buildings. It's all the drawings of the buildings. So instead of just doing the elevation, I did the sections and all the elevations of the buildings and a little bit of the context for the buildings we designed. And I took the characters that I designed on the plane and put them in the game. I was like, this is fun. Like the entire game was 512 kilobytes versus five gigabytes, but I was still communicating the idea in the space of all these buildings interactive way instead of just flipping through the, the buildings. And then one of the big parts of our company is one, the cornerstones that we make for our clients and the shoes that we give people for when they move in their home, their handmade custom shoes that we had designed and they're from Italy. And I was like, that's an important part of us too for the narrative of what we give to our clients. So we incorporated that into the game as well, but we also want to understand the idea that we are trying to accomplish something. If you remember the the robot and the crenellations that we talked about in school, that immediately came back to me in the head of our house and I realized in real life, there's no villain in this regard. But as far as working through design, whenever you design, there's always things where you want to compromise in a way that you find less than attractive and you're trying to overcome a design challenge. And so that took the form in the game of a character called the Crenellator, who is a castle that is alive. And his goal is to crenellate all the buildings, all my clients' buildings. He wants to go to them and add crenellation to everything. And I saw that as us trying to take your story, the things that you want, that you desire, and our desire to tell that the way that's meaningful to you, that's useful to you and to your, your loved ones, and protecting it and uh, working to sort through to what you want. So the crenellator is the antithesis of that. He's trying to add crenellation, add unnecessary things to the buildings. And then the way he got his power was by stealing the cornerstones from the buildings. And to us, the cornerstone that we make for you is kind of the marker, that milestone of the effort that you put into the, the finances, the energy, the emotion, the thoughts, the intention that you and your family have put into this piece of earth. And so he wants to take that away and add things that are not associated with that to your home. And so we made this video game and it was really exciting. We entered it into the Florida Foundation for Architectures art contest and we won that. And we've made it on physical Game Boy cartridges for people so they can play. And I am in the age range where actually a lot of my clients have Game Boys. So it's, a, it's relevant there. It's also available to play online. So if you are interested in seeing our work, I'm more interested in making your work. But I wanted to tell this story of what we've done because it, people always do want to see what we've done. And I, I want to communicate to you how I will approach it with a minimalist mindset of, of not participating in the excess of things in a meaning that excess to what is necessary for you or for what you want.
So if you go to ca-rd.com, I think you can click on game and you can click on shop and go to the shop and there's a link to play the game on both websites. But in the shop, you can see the shoes that we designed for our clients and you can see the Game Boy game. And there's even a link on one of the sites. I think the main website has a link to play the demo of the game on itch.io. And that is a big part of what I'm trying to do. I feel like I want to have some background too. I want my life to have something to it too that I'm passionate about because I think that translates into having something to share with somebody else or add a flavor that can possibly be unique. Now, there may be other architects out there that have done what I'm doing, but, you know, and there's that saying, there's nothing new under the sun, but in so much as we can, we want to draw out the uniqueness of this opportunity for your life and for your property and take the effects which can be kind of perceived as a crenellator and make it into something that's unique for you and your family. So thank you for listening to that. I know it was very long-winded. I think I was going really fast because I'm so excited about being able to do this. And uh, who knows, you know, we're doing all of our uh, new buildings right now is kind of like chapter two that we're working into a, a graphic novel. So all the projects that we've been doing since that game, but we may revisit the game and our next phase clients buildings into like game number two with a new story or new analogy about the design process that we went through for you. So we want it to always be active and and telling what happened. So the narrative will, will be whatever we're doing with our clients now. So thank you for indulging me today, but I hope that you can see the intent is to have something to add that flavor to your project. and add that life to your project and architectural DNA. Thank you so much. If you're ready to start your custom home or project, go to ca-rd.com and book a consultation with me. If you have questions, you can do the same thing. Just let me know in the form what you're thinking. And I look forward to talking with you. And next week, look forward to being with you on the podcast again. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want discussed or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.